0: From Chicago, welcome to Three Degrees Discussions. I'm your host, Mike Vasquez. This is a podcast devoted to the stories behind the innovators, entrepreneurs, and leaders in the 3D printing industry.
1: You know, even in the, in the chassis, there are parts where um, you know, say, crash uh, worthiness is, is uh, a main concern where. Uh, as other areas, um, you know, say uh, stiffness, uh, where like the A A pillar or B pillar, um, stiffness is is more of a concern. Um, Everything essentially boils down to uh, uh, dollars per kilogram. And um, we have a way to convert um, basically, uh, you know, how much power um, it takes to, to operate a process parameter that could give us you know, ductility uh, or, or crashworthiness or um, high strength. And right, like both sets of parameters have their own uh, cost per kilogram. Um, and the same idea, same logic goes into materials. Uh, you know, if, if we have a, um, a PSD, a particle size distribution cut, um, that could give us, uh, you know, um, results that are, um, favorable for one parameter. Uh, you know, we put, we, we uh, categorize that as you know, something, um, like a factor per dollars uh, per kilogram. Um, so those things go into, um, our large, you know, trade, um, uh, manifested in the spreadsheet and, uh, you know, we, we essentially calculate the uh, cost per vehicle in that manner.
0: That was Simon Pun. Simon is a materials engineering leader at Divergent 3D. Divergent replaces conventional vehicle architecture, tooling, and related factory assets with a proprietary patented end to end system for vehicle design and volume manufacturing. Their mission enabled by additive manufacturing aims to produce significantly lighter, higher performance, safer, and lower cost vehicle structures. Simon joins the show to discuss how 3D printing can revolutionize the automotive industry. Great to have you on the show, Simon. As we begin, why don't we just uh, have you introduce yourself and what you're up to now?
1: Yeah, Mike, thanks for having me on the show. Um, Very honored to be here. Uh, My name is Simon Pond. I am currently the materials engineering leader at Divergent 3D. Um, I uh, began my journey uh, (coughs) at the Actually, at 3M, um, where um, I worked on the binder jet um, technology, and at the time we're um, looking to um, revamp uh, a Z Corp, uh, one of the early days, uh, early days um, printers, um, to to uh, you know, sort of sort of refurbish that machine um, to uh, print with 3M's proprietary ceramic material to. Um, make dental applications, um, and also helicopter shields. Uh, I thought those were pretty interesting um, projects. Um, and then I uh, went on to grad school to study powder melody, um specifically in, uh, in aluminum uh, magnesium alloys. Um, and then I uh, um, started working at Aerojet Rocketdyne, uh, supporting the AR-1 booster engine program um and at the time it was it was pretty exciting because uh i thought you know after grad school it was like oh this is the modern day space race you know at the time uh was competing against uh, blue origins be4 um which uh, both um, uh, rocket engines have a ton of 3d printed parts um, primarily the mls um, printing um, technique but uh, yeah, also um, worked on the RS25 um, engine program supporting uh, NASA's uh, Space Launch System. Um, recently, I saw the <clears throat> picture that uh, it's it's being installed at the uh, Stennis um, test stand. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, um, sort of my that's my little brief journey. Um, I've been at Divergent for almost four years now. Um, one of the um, I guess, early employees. And I've seen a lot of growth um, with the company and uh, uh, wear many hats. Um, so for those
0: who, who don't know what Divergent is, do you want to give them a little bit of a, uh, a background?
1: Yeah, yeah, Divergent uh, essentially now is a considered a late stage startup company um, that has developed and now optimizing a new structure uh, or structural manufacturing platform. Um, to enable cost savings in automotive manufacturing um, you know one technical pillar that makes cost savings possible is additive manufacturing, which effectively eliminates the traditional um, large tooling investment um, uh, many uh, automotive OEMs uh, would experience um, and uh, as a technology demonstrator um, in 2017 we um, Printed the first, the world's first uh, hypercar, um, called the Blade, um, and uh, because of the the press that we um, or the um, positive feedback that we got from uh, the press and and um, you know actually customers and, and car dealerships coming up to us and say, hey, can we buy one of these things, um, um, one of these blades? Um, we recently actually kicked off a um, a prop- um, sorry a subsidiary. Uh, Company causing Zinger Vehicles. Um, if you search that on Google, um, you'll you'll find a, a pretty nice video of uh, our CEO driving, uh, you know, the um, what we call the um, the 21C vehicle, um, and it has some you know crazy spec. I'm I'm not a, a big car guy, but uh, apparently that is a vehicle to compete uh, with the McLarens and the Bugattis in the world.
0: And so is the idea with Divergent to kind of print entire vehicles and, and Zinger as well, or is it to kind of pick out specific applications, whether it's a type of vehicle or type of part that additive or other advanced manufacturing technologies would be well-suited to process?
1: Yeah. So with Divergent, um, the, the mission is to um, provide a platform for, the, for um, printing the entire frame, um, or the chassis of a vehicle. Um, but there are also other parts um, that makes, if it makes sense for um, you know, a light saving perspective to print, uh, we also do that.
0: Got it. And in terms of scale, those must be pretty large parts. Are you doing mostly DMLS or a variety of technologies?
1: yeah um right now we have a strategic partnership with s l m solutions so uh, we use their uh, the biggest machines that they have uh, and we print uh using right like the mls uh, technique um, these large parts and then we would join them using proprietary uh, uh, joining techniques um, to eventually create the the chassis
0: and so with your role as kind of a materials lead, what sorts of of materials challenges do you see in the space? I mean, typically when we think of cars or lightweighting or even aerospace, you've got some titanium, some aluminum options, but those alloys and specific metals may not always line up to what a conventional car company might be used to using in their, in their vehicles.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, one push from, uh, industry and, um, uh, we talked a little bit about the, or, um, bring in insight from uh, industry 4.0, um, uh, the multi material uh, chassis system is, is, um, you know, being pushed forward. And, uh, that's something we are also um, heavily invested in. So, um, printing different materials and joining them together to, to get the most optimized vehicle, um, is what we're doing. Um, you mentioned the, uh, yeah, the challenges with the, uh, uh Know, alloys and what's printable and, and what's not. Um, I think um, those experience and been in the field for for a little while um, know that uh, if we want to print aluminum, uh, normal off the shelf, say you know 682, 60, 61 are uh, not so uh, print friendly um, and they're um, in, in the art. Uh, many uh, you know, companies and, and research groups have uh, tried to um, manipulate material to make it printable um, so we, we also um, face the same challenge um, in order to get uh, high performing uh, performance parts um, you know we, we, we have you know we're scratching our heads right uh, on you know what can be printed um, so as an effort um, to sort of unlock uh, the aluminum alloy uh, uh, for our vehicle we invested in creating um, uh, own uh, aluminum materials as well as uh, purchasing uh, well I guess uh, being early, early adapters of uh, some of the, the research companies um, in the field um, and purchasing their alloy and testing uh, with our uh, geometries and see if uh, you know if they work.
0: And in in terms of vehicles um certainly safety and quality is a big concern can you talk a little bit about how what's your thought process and approach to designing kind of experiments or testing some of these new materials that you might be sampling from from different entities in in the materials development space
1: yeah you know coming from the aerospace um uh Industry, um, there isn't uh, what I you know, would imagine like the TRL, the technology readiness level, or the manufacturing readiness level in automotive. Um, from my experience, it, um, you know we deliver what the uh, the customer um, you know asks us to do and to 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 show um, that our you know material is um, you know meets the safety um, requirements. So. You know, there's the SAE um, board with you know, the regulations and the, the um, specifications that we we got to meet. Um, so ranging from uh, crash testing, uh, corrosion testing. Um, but because 3D printing uh, materials um, and structures are um, quite new in the industry, we oftentimes get uh, you know, separate and additional requests to those uh, already established tests from our customers. Um, so, so, you know, those are very interesting um, projects to work on. Um, one particular aspect I highlight, um, since we're an automotive uh, or targeting automotive um, <clears throat> industry, is the crash worthiness of the material, uh, of a structure, and of the material. Um, so we um, actually partner with our <clears throat> um, customers to uh, come up with a, a crash program. <laughs> Um, you know, how we're testing uh, the materials, if it's uh, a triaxiality test um, that we would deploy um, in-house or at a agreed, you know, a service provider, um, you know, we would commit to those uh, milestones.
0: And from your perspective, I guess, what's are some of the challenges that your customers or what you're seeing in the automotive space as to the adoption of, of, of additive? I mean, I think you guys may be one of the leaders in, kind of trying to take it beyond like into larger production, but what's what in your opinion is, are some of the challenges that the automotive sector is looking to solve or some of the things that might be kind of on their horizon for challenges that that must be met by, Advanced manufacturing.
1: Yeah, um, you know, in the automotive industry, um, definitely productivity um, and cost. Um, you know, at this time, I think the DL the nah, the the MLS is still um, pretty, uh, you know, relatively expensive uh, technology, uh, manufacturing technology, um, and you know, the the cost and the um, print rate um, related to the process need to be uh, significantly improved to compete with, you know, the conventional, um, um, you know, stamping and, and, and casting, uh, processes.
0: And on that same you note, know, how, how, what does your kind of workforce or your team look like in terms of operating some of these pieces of equipment compared to kind of a typical stamping or, uh, machining operation is it kind of a, a different looking workforce than you might conventionally have in an automotive sector.
1: Like what what are we doing to advance the uh, productivity and cost you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I guess, what are some of the skill sets
0: in terms of machine operations? What are some of the differences in terms of the um, kind of landscape of operating a facility where you have a lot of DMLS equipment around? Um, Have you noticed any uh, challenges or opportunities that have come across from kind of developing your facility in, in that way since it probably looks a lot different than what you might see in uh, a traditional forward or gm or mm-hmm. bmw plant that that you would
1: see yeah absolutely um you know just you know i just imagine the farm of uh, 3d printers and how do we um Automate, right, like the post-processing automation uh, Automation is a big area we're looking into where, you know, how do you effectively, um, you know, get the print out, the powder and uh, remove all the supports and, and bring that back, uh, bring that to the uh, assembling um, cell, um, you know, in a, an automated manner. You know, that is an area that we're looking into, um, you know, in terms of the, the cost. Um, Of uh, or or actually the productivity. You know, we have a team of engineers um, and scientists looking into um, process parameters. So you know, with with how do we print uh, aluminum, for example, um, at 10x the rate that is uh, being achievable? um, You know, um, in the art, for example. Um, So we 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 do. uh, large investigations and in, in how we can uh, increase the productivity, but uh, meanwhile, maintain the mechanical properties and, you know, having them being acceptable in our crash uh, requirements.
0: <clears throat> sure. And I mean, productivity, print speed is, is certainly a big aspect of cost, but also are you looking at kind of the material costs and inputs as well, given kind of you have the, the need for aluminum or other Types of alloys, but if you're using DMLS, you have to have the them in a very specific particle size or powder shape. Usually atomized, and in most cases, is is that something you're looking into as well?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Um, so, so we are exploring in what are the possible uh, manufacturing techniques. Um, you know, uh, you know, you mentioned atomization, but you know, can can we um, not? You know. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, print with super spherical or ultra spherical powder. Um, you know how how much satellite or um, uh, irregular can, uh, of the powder shape can we live with? You know those are um, you know cost trades that uh, we're definitely looking into.
0: And how does that? How do you kind of balance all of those different factors when when going on kind of your design of experiments to to optimize? The, the parameters where there's the cost element, there's the mechanical properties, there's how well does it work in the machine? Can you talk about some of the prioritization that you've had to, to think through and, and navigate over your time at Divergent?
1: Yeah. Um, so it ultimately comes down to a, <laughs> a number we feed into a spreadsheet. Um, um, uh, you know, Depending on the specific application, um, right? I mentioned you know even in the in the chassis, there are parts where um, you know say crash uh, worthiness is, is uh, a main concern. Whereas other areas, um, you know, say uh, stiffness, where uh, like the A pillar, A pillar or B pillar um, stiffness is is more of a concern. Um, <clears throat> Everything is essentially boils down to uh, uh, dollars per kilogram, and um, we have a way to convert um, basically uh, you know how much power um, it takes to um, um, to operate a process parameter that could give us you know ductility uh, or, or crashworthiness. Or um, high strength and right, like both sets of parameters have their own uh, cost per kilogram, um, and the same idea, same logic goes into materials. Uh, you know, if if we have a um, a PSD, a particle size distribution cut, um, that could give us, uh, you know. Um, results that are um, favorable for one parameter. Uh, you know, we put, we, we uh, categorize that as, you know, something um, like a factor per dollars uh, per kilogram. Um, so those things go into um, our large, you know, trade um, uh, manifested in a spreadsheet. And, uh, you know, we, we essentially calculate the uh, cost per vehicle in that manner.
0: And this might be taking kind of a a couple steps back, but kind of why the focus for automotive for the company? I mean, there's a lot going on in aerospace and space in general and a lot medical, but why, why was automotive the, the target market?
1: Yeah, I think, um, there are a couple of factors. Uh, one, um, our CEO, Kevin Zinger, um, he, he came from, uh, um, you know, uh, a family in a town in Ohio, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, where uh, I think racing was a, a was a big thing, and he grew up with cars and he's fascinated by um, vehicle structures and how they're manufactured. Um, <clears throat> but uh, if we look into, I guess, the, um, different across different industries. Um, you know, there, um, there are many leaders in the automotive industry um, that have mentioned that the cost of platform is very expensive. So, for example, um, Fiat Chrysler, um, automotive uh, late chairman and CEO, um, Sergio, Sergio Masiani, um he, specific- he actually published an article um, called The Confession of a Capital Junkie, that, um, you know, the, the, the pricing... Um, and the pricing of platforms and the util- is too high, and the utilization of manufacturing platforms too low. So, um, you know, one solution would be looking into a uh, you know multi-model uh, or um, a new type of manufacturing platform that you know, doesn't cost as much um, for um, you know the, the upfront cost. Um, and then one way to do that is to you know have a tool um, a tooling um, less uh, manufacturing platform and you know advanced manufacturing uh, like you know, advanced automation and additive manufacturing fits exactly in this portfolio and uh, the solution case so um, you know following um, what the leaders in the automotive um, uh, industries you know, trying to advise the field um, and entrepreneurs. Um, yeah, that's why we, we went into the automotive uh, <clears throat> industry. And so my kind of, I mean,
0: and this may be completely wrong in terms of kind of how I see the automotive space and, and many other kind of sectors in, in, a, in the manufacturing industry is you've got kind of folks that are kind of, you guys specifically doing kind of building a very advanced 3D printing heavy approach to solve some of these kind of challenges and lightweighting and kind of different approaches to manufacturing. There's the automotive OEMs that are investing in the technology and are trying kind of every type of printer out there to find parts and applications. Um, but then kind of the question becomes how are they going to manufacture that? Are they going to buy more printers? The supply chain really doesn't seem to be that. Um, robust yet to kind of handle a, a big output or surge of 3D printing specific parts. Um, you guys seem to be setting up to, to do that and, and other things. But do you also see kind of in kind of some of the existing supply chain that may be used to machining or stamping also jumping into additive, or is really going to be kind of taking your guys's approach where kind of entrepreneurs turning from? kind of scratch and kind of making these new manufacturing centers, so to speak, that partner with, with some of the big OEMs.
1: Yeah. The, uh, let me try and, uh, reiterate the, uh, or, or process what, what you said there. The um, so I understand that, um, yeah, you know, like, uh, from reading uh from the, <clears throat> the internet and, and magazines uh, that many automotive oems are uh, slowly adapting the technology um in a, a granular way so they probably would look at a specific part um right bugatti had their um great caliber uh, i think fiat chrysler just came out with um a demo part. It was. It looked like a a turbo, um, but the, but they're they're looking into replacing a specific application um, and, and the manufacturing of that with additive manufacturing. You know, our approach is slightly different, where um, you know we're trying to make the entire t- chassis, um, or um, we're, we're trying to introduce a. Uh, Essentially, a a digital manufacturing platform where we can, you know, build the or understand the material, the the vehicle from cradle to grave. um, You know, the the entire economics of it, not and not just focus on one uh, particular application. Um, So I think we're a little different in that sense, and. you know, the divergent, uh, what we call dabs, divergent adaptive production system. Um, the goal is to uh, work with OEMs and have them, uh, you know, basically use our platform to create their, their vehicles. Um, yeah. Got
0: it. Okay. That makes sense. And kind of as you've kind of been in the space a number of years, um what's something that you've learned or that you would have done differently as you've started out and kind of going down this path and especially in the material side is there something that stands out that you've kind of clicked or learned to adapt in in the industry throughout your own career
1: yeah you know i i came to divergent because i saw the power um, of new materials and the need of it um while working at OJ rocket um, and maybe influenced by my, uh, my background in, in academia, but, um, you know, like Aerojet Rocketdyne basically, uh, created their, um, proprietary material so then they can leverage an entire different, um, engine cycle to you know, bring massive space. Um, and it's made possible, um, uh, because they 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 were looking into 3d printing technology and they saw the same challenge that well not every part or not every material can be 3d printed so let 's let 's engineer it from from the core right from the chemistry ground um, up you know let 's create a new material that 's suitable for 3d printing um, and I saw the big opportunity uh, or the white space uh, in that um, work. Um, so I came to Divergent to, to lead a team, to develop new, uh, materials. And given my background in aluminum, um, you know, I saw a tremendous, uh, opportunity in, you know, g- given that the, 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 current, um, demand for lightweighting, you know, having engineer, a uh, aluminum material would be very beneficial for the field. Um, but you know, I think there are so many, uh, opportunities, uh, still, and, white space, um, remain, um, in, in this area that I, I would I would say, uh, LA development is going to enable, um, a lot more, um, within 3d printing. Um, yeah. Go ahead.
0: And kind of as we close kind of, what are you excited about for 2021 either kind of personally or through you kind of know, divergent and some of the new things that, that you guys are, are working on?
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I, can't disclose too much. Um, but you know, this, during this, uh, you know, I'd say difficult time, uh, for many, uh, 2020, um, with the pandemic, um, you know, many companies are heavily, uh, affected, but you know, as a, a tech startup company with a valuable product, um, you know, people are looking to invest their, their, their money and, um, you know, in, in, you know, maybe non-conventional ways like the stock market or um, you know, other sorts of uh, we would call, I guess, stable investment. We have seen um, as a company uh, a lot, uh, a huge growth in interest from investors um, and that's very positive. Um, so um, in the next year, in 2021, uh, we're going to um, actually implement some uh, uh, another cycle of growth. We'll be hiring a lot more engineers um, and scientists to work on our platform um, to make it better for our customers and to expand to um, other um, you know, people um, in the automotive uh, industry who haven't uh, had a chance to um, use our platform. Um, so I'm very excited for that.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining the show today and we look forward to talking to you soon.
1: Thanks for having me, Mike.